Uh, 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 yeah, 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 let's do it again, baby. No shot he has the soundboard. I'm rusty on the soundboard. Gaba gaba wee gaba 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 Wow, like five, six years ago when I went to Italy, aka the modern day goof and spoof, Haraja, coming at you like Cleopatra, baby, baby, gaba, gaba, wee, gaba, gaba, wee, gaba, 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 this girl, uh, she's mine. I'm out of time, Where's the hop hop hum? Both guys not in WWE anymore. <coughs> Baby! I should have known better, dude. Oh, you didn't know? Eat my ass, Timberlake! Oh, fuck yourself. Stupid! Stupid, 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 stupid. And after that, I'm going straight to hell. Enjoy the show. Being prepared for a night she'll never forget. <laughs> what up, everybody? Welcome wow. to the Comedians of Wrestling podcast. The soundboard is back, bitches, or shall I say, pitches, <laughs> uh, folks. I think that was one of the marketing uh, schemes for the movie. One of the marketing but campaigns was we're back, pitches. For, for a movie that we'll talk about in a second. Anyway, irrelevant. Man, welcome back. We got a lot to talk about. So much to do. Patreon.com slash Comedians Wrestling. Support this show. So, uh, I, I mean, Nick Tulo's here. At Tiptoe Tulo. What up, Tulo? I'm having a great time. I mean, man, the, I, I, it used to be the intro got better every time you did it, but... When you haven't done it in a long time, it's really something special, man. Wow, Woo. I I busted I I busted that out of my ass, right? I just like, I'm gonna <laughs> do the intro. We got a great guest on the pod that he mm. deserved me to do the intro again. We, mm -hmm. I haven't been doing the intro. We've been doing the cold open, and frankly, those have been really fun too. And here's another thing I haven't done in a while. Wow, wow. What, what flavor is that? What flavor? I was asked what flavor, and I will tell him what flavor. But first, I'm gonna introduce him. This guy is couldn't be more of one of my guys, okay? Yeah. This guy is coming off the last improv show, absolutely demolishing the monologue on July 9th, the star of the show. You guys know him. You know uh, uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. You know him from that. You know him from <laughs> – I remember I keep fucking up the name of your new show? <laughs> yeah. You know him from According to Todd. Coming so, to CBS this fall. <laughs> Yo, what is it really? So help me, Todd. So help me, Todd. You're going to fucking watch it. You're going to love it. You know him. Pitch Mr. Perfect Skyler Aston back on the show. Oh, oh what, what flavor, flavor is We got that? a dueling what flavor going on. It's uh, <laughs> Strawberry Perrier, duh. 
Wow, strawberry Perrier. That's what they give real Hollywood guys. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we lo I love that for you. Uh, yeah. Someone you idolize. Uh, I uh, I'm drinking obviously a lime. Duh. Of course. Lime Lacroix is one of my boys. Look, I'm glad. I'm glad that you. Um, I'm glad that you did the intro because I'm not just a good guest. I'm a long time, long standing guest, long time listener every mm. week, and I know that intro like the back of my hand. Also, the initial tagline for Pitch Perfect was get pitch slapped, which, <laughs> by the way, came off of a, of a Rebel, Wilson, Rebel Wilson improv when we were all on the bus together doing this one scene going to a competition in the movie. And she was in the back and just rattling off improvs like she always does. And some go in the movie and some don't. And she said... I hope you guys are ready because we're gonna peach slap you guys, and we were like, <laughs> and literally like everyone behind the camera, and in a friendly manner, of course, we're like rolled our eyes, like, oh, gross! Don't put the title of the movie in an improv rebel. That's, <laughs> like, that's such cheap heat, like cheap heat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and weirdly enough, not only did it get in the movie, but it became like on the billboard, and 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 then was like, you know, that they made it different for the second movie. Well, she, she every she's so she's. It's funny. I bet she could sell anything. So she probably said it and they're like, oh, shit. She's also like has so much foresight. She's like the reason why that character even popped as much as it did because she created it and like wrote it, you know, in, in some ways. And then uh, furthermore, oh she was also famously. Yeah, she was also famously the one that knew firsthand that the movie was going to be a big hit. You know, it was like kind of shot like an independent movie, even though it was a Universal Studios movie. And um because we shot it for a sub studio. So we were like, is this movie going to be like a thing? She's like, this is going to be massive. This is going to be a franchise. Skyler, you're going to be like getting Teen Choice Awards. And she wow. was fucking right. She called it. Did you get a surfboard? I got two. He's got two. He's what got the, two what were, the, what, were the, what were the official uh, winners? Hey, uh, before you get into that, I just want to just have to do something quick. Pitch Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking the pitch perfect detour. I uh, just needed the treatment. Yeah. Uh, perfect in the way. All right, go. go. Sorry about that. By the way, also, um, pitch perfect was in the way at your improv show when the word that they gave us was acapella. I was yeah. like, come on, dude. We asked for a suggestion. The guy goes, he said acapella. And then I, so sometimes at an improv show, like someone screams out a suggestion and then I'll isolate that. I point them, be like, all right. What, we didn't hear what you said, but I saw you say something. And then they get so shy because everyone gets quiet. And this guy just meekly just says, like, <laughs> he, he just goes, like, oh, acapella. Like, like sorry, <laughs> I fucking said acapella. Yeah. Every, he got such yaboos. He got, like, a bunch of people like, woo. And a lot more people were like, oh, don't. What? Why? Yeah, because, like, uh, real improv heads are, like, no, you don't do that. You don't, like, ask them to talk about the thing that they is so obvious for them to speak about. But, right. by the way, while we're talking about Last Improv Show, I just want to say, yeah. you were uh, obviously in Last Improv Show. You did the monologues. And also, Rebel Wilson was at our third show in the audience. So, the question is, me. yes. Oh, probably for Mary? She came uh, with, uh, I believe, with Brandon Scott Jones. Love that. Um. She's a fan of comedy. Love yeah, her. and so and she, she loved you. You've known her for a while. You met her at like one of my things of what years back. I met her at your party. We, I've talked to her. I've had some great conversations with Rebel Wilson, and uh, but I, we're, I wouldn't say we're friends at all. I mean, I'm, yeah, I listen. I think she's my best friend, but I think that if you <laughs> sat there, she'd be like, "Who?" 
you know? And well, help you met her, you'd be like, hey, by the way, we met at things she would remember from my yeah. party. And then you saw me also with Mary and last improv show. You know how you now have the insurance that you need to claim Rebel Wilson is I think you're actually one of her guys. As a matter of fact, you just I think you were just saying that I should now start using Rebel Wilson as my emergency contact. Yes. <laughs> For you know when I go on, we're uh, up field, on the speed dial, field trips, etc. So you just text you me her number and um, and her email, and um, just so if she knows that if I get into an accident, immediately they're gonna be. Is this is this Rebel Wilson? That's a funny sketch. Her email right? actually, I can give her email now because I don't mind if people have it. It's uh, get pitch slapped was a great idea at gmail.com. <laughs> get pitch slapped was a great idea at gmail.com. You heard it here first. Though. You heard it here second, everybody. And Rebel Wilson, by the way. Oh, I turned off the soundboard because it was. It's okay. Noise. Let's talk about some other stuff. Let's talk about some other stuff. Yeah, but dude, uh, the, the the but well, I mean, we're coming off the show. I'm happy to have you back on the show, yeah. and I'm and by the way, I'm sorry, I butchered the, uh, bu- I butchered. Oh my <laughs> god, folks, I butchered the name of your show, but I am very so excited stupid, for it. Stupid, it got stupid, picked stupid, up. Stupid. Oh my, all right, soundboard's back. <laughs> you gotta have it. I mean, or by the way, I'll stupid, do- stupid, 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 stupid. Yeah, I'd be very happy to be your soundboard today. Right, I've been here soundboard. for 12 years. Well, that oh just my. blew my mind. I actually that sound thought drop? that was the soundboard for a second. Let's see if I have that sound drop anymore. What do you think? You think Chef I Owen is your really yeah. high, probably too low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too low. Uh, well, actually, here, well, here, here's my sound drop. Well, that really freaked me out. I thought it was the soundboard for a second. You guys Whoa. remember this one? I'm a thick boy down low. <laughs> <laughs> too low said he was a thick boy down low. <laughs> 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 oh my god no Man, but I'm, I'm, pumped, I'm pumped for the show and, but I'm the only thing I don't like is when you book these jobs and then you're not in LA that's the only thing that sucks ass I know well I, I mean you can't you can't blame the guy for being on the Tonys performing on the Tonys uh and just having an insane run a uh, little shop of horrors too on Broadway I mean wow. wow I mean I mean like you just left those parts out too Dan but I mean this guy's you, you really are. I mean, guy Skyler. is on fire. Right? How close are you getting a, like, almost like a Miz or, like, getting you in that Liz, Miz Logan Paul faction? I mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I really think that, I mean, the dream. I mean, look at my shirt. You know, we're all together here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for those folks who don't listen, I'm wearing a WWE Together um, Pride shirt. That shirt that was, is awesome. That was mailed to me by the current SmackDown Women's Champ, Liv Morgan. Oh. Oh, wow. I mean, so gave me a pride bucket hat. It was very sweet of her. Um, but anyway. Incredible. Uh, yeah. But anyway, you know, I'm a WWE whatever, like, ambassador. Love them. Go to every WrestleMania that I can, schedule permitting. But I think I might see more of an in-ring situation. I get a lot more bang for my buck in AEW. And I've talked to some of the guys. I've talked yeah. to some very, very top guys at AEW. Yeah. Some people that I can't even break kayfabe and tell you. Yeah. But I, I know several instances of how I would be booked, and it would be in such a better way. I mean, look, the, the pinnacle, I think, of WWE is... No, the like, pinnacle's in AEW. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. Hey, okay, okay. folks. Right. So basically, okay, and then we're talking WWE. So I'd say, like, the inner circle of WWE. Yeah. 
Come on, you just also an AEW. That's the. Oh, I fucked up. I was taking a sip of my drink. By the way, like I love people. I love. I have such appreciation for Rollins. I like. I'm in the Jericho Appreciation Society with WWE. And (laughs) Uh, game over. Okay. um, A little bit of the bubbly. Um. Anyway, I don't know, but I would do a spot anywhere. I would do a spot anywhere. I would take a strike, for sure, like in the audience, um, and I would go through a padded, you know, situation like MGK. Would Funny, you take that Sammy bump when he fell off the top of that cage onto the table? That, that no. bump got that bump got a lot of love, but I think I would do it <laughs> because I, it was padded, I, right? It's padded. I mean, but you gotta oh, know man. how to like. That's rotation in the air stuff. That's 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 neck breaking stuff even on a pad. I know, but you know, I would do it. You saw, I, I had a gimmick I spot at the maybe, improv shop. I mean, you're also a psychopath. I, I would do maybe, <laughs> I could maybe try to fall flat on my back. You know what I mean? From from a slightly less height onto pads. I've done, so in 21 and over, I jumped off of a roof, a big roof. Really? But, but onto what? So actually, um, better and l- l- less impact. Not a pad, not a mattress. It was um a, like a huge fort of stacked upside down um, boxes, cardboard built boxes, like moving boxes, and, or bigger than that actually. So you drive, but so many that you just go, it feels like you fall on a flat. <laughs> just so many, like so right. many. Slowly it's just <laughs> me and Miles Teller. It was, we did one take and we like jumped off of a roof. They did the slow-mo shot and right off camera was like the beginning of the tower of boxes. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. dope. I can oh, see a you. behind the I scenes. I would love a little Skylar Acid Miles Teller for you to a mania. I would, I would watch that. <laughs> you would love that too. Dude, I mean, you have taken a super top guy. The top guy versus the top guy. I got to get my career up a little higher. I mean, he is he is astronomical right now. Skylar's out here saying that he would, you know, he'd be booked and he's already taken. A, I mean, we've actually all have taken a super kick for Dolph Ziggler. So, um, Dan, I, Dan, incidentally. To me I, I and Skyler on purpose. I have I I watched that clip so many times. That clip. <laughs> so many people. It that clip. So Tulo Tulo sent me that clip today. I mean, it, it, every time I rewatch it, it is the best. I think it's one of the best taken, best selling of a super kick literally ever. Um, and it's at our show. Yeah. I mean, it's really sweet, but like, you know, it's it's great. It's great sizzle reel for me to send to Matt Jackson when I'm yeah. like, by the way, I could sell. And by the way, certain people that I can't mention came to see me in Little Shop that like see me do physical bits and falling on my face and honestly taking a bump, yeah. a front bump. Like my my first entrance, I fall flat on my face um, with knee pads, just like you would in a wrestling match. And that's mm-hmm. nowhere near what the wrestlers do, but. I could do a very, very basic something. We could get you at least a Pratt fall match against Sami Zayn or something, right? I, mean, <laughs> I can't get a match. I can't. I need to do a spot. It needs to be a segment. There needs to yeah, be acting, yeah, yeah. and then there needs. Yeah, to be you a need spot. to get power bombed off the stage like Machine yeah. Gun Kelly did, kind of thing. We'll get you. We'll get you a spot. Anyway, I was saying at the show though, I I did a scene, and then after you were like, "Yo, you're nuts for that." I I rock knee pads for for that. You know? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do have this, and so I'm saying I do have this thing where I kind of like when I'm performing, I don't think about the consequences of anything, you yeah. know, because I'm like for entertaining matters matters most, you know. 
Yeah, but so you're I, also doing these like weak pops, like like these 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 yeah. weekly, not even weekly. Like the, this, the difference between doing that and doing eight shows a week. It's right. just kill yourself. Like like it's I had to pad myself or else I wouldn't be able to walk. Oh yeah, no, I'm an idiot though. Like I shot a commercial, a KFC commercial. And like they were like, oh yeah, here's a spit bucket. Like you know, you know, so you don't 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 eat all the chicken. You know what I mean? Because they give me real like KFC, and right. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna eat all the chicken. And then the night I'm so fucking sick because I ate like three buckets. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> KFC, you know what I mean? Uh, so I'd be the one who's like, oh, I'm not gonna use knee pads, and then have to get knee replacement surgery. Uh, <laughs> I shot a movie with Adam Pally where he took a big gulp of real chocolate milk thick actually full milk of chocolate milk in the master of an ang lee scene and ang lee does so much coverage that adam ended up drinking literally like quarts of milk and was puking all night uh adam pally one of my guys by the way check out him and gabers the show 101 places to party before you die that actually comes out probably when you're listening to this tomorrow on true tv there you go uh, and check out John Gabers on Comedy Poll Show, uh, July 30th at the Virgil Bar here in Los Angeles. Uh, but there's so many great people doing so many great things. And, and speaking of, we brought up, I mean, let's get into, let's get into fucking pro wrestling, Skyler. I would love to. We brought up Liv. Um, <laughs> she mailed you. Yeah. I, I was saying this podcast, Liv is, uh, what a sweet person, Liv. I mean, she I, uh, she... She's like such good people, like if people only knew. She's a real life baby face. She's like such a good friend. She like ch- checks in. She's very supportive of her friends and family. So it's really nice to see her get this big baby face win and actually have her dreams come true. Yeah. Do you, so how do you feel? Where do we see her live going in this run? I just want her to be booked properly. Like if she loses the belt, let's say, I don't think she will. But like, let's even say she did lose the belt to Rousey at SummerSlam. I don't think she will, but if she does, um, the advantage of that would be that she would then have to chase it again and properly chase it and win it back. And it would just solidify her in yeah. that title thing like a like a Sasha, like a Bailey, like someone who's just like in that thing, out of the tag world. Yeah. You know, maybe not the Charlotte, but definitely someone who's like been a champion a couple times, you know what I mean, and and can always get thrown in. You got I will say, Skyler. I think she should lose. No, I think she should lose a hundred percent because I think, I, I think they never do that anymore. They never do the the one and dones, and it's like, oh shit, she wasn't. It's like she won. She showed everybody she's so likable. She got over. She proved that she is heavyweight caliber. Like you can mm. visualize her as the champion okay. now. And work then back. you remove it for her, and then she has to work herself back up to it. You know, I think even Ronda could hit her a little dirty too. You know, exactly. But here, uh, by the way, a Ronda heel turn has to happen, um, either yes. w- whether win or loss. But I also think, in the spirit of Ronda going away for a little bit, um, I don't trust. I don't trust WWE to do that in that way, Dan. So right. to, to, to take the belt off of her so quickly, I would just be worried that they wouldn't follow through. Like what you're saying is best case scenario, but anything mm-hmm. other than that just becomes a Nikki A.S.H. moment. And I really don't want that. For yeah, them. I mean, 100%. So, so I'd be willing and I, 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 I bring this to Willing the, and Gable? Willing and Gable. Are you ready, Willing and Gable? Of course. I would like to pass it off to you guys, though, to say if you could like, 
provide devil's advocate or just a contrasting opinion to her maybe winning and and how she it could be meaningful in that way well here's what i say oh you're saying i i'm saying i'm really worried that wwe wouldn't be able to do what you or 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 would change their mind too many times to fully do that and i care about her in this title run enough to want to make the most out of either her winning or losing so how how could her okay here's well i have a big advantage her biggest advantage is that she's on smackdown where Becky isn't, where Asuka isn't, and Bianca. Charlotte's Charlotte's not here. Sasha, I don't even. Well, that's a whole another path to go down with what's going on with her right now. But her biggest advantage is she's on SmackDown. So, if they were to keep the title on her and she was to beat Ronda, there's honestly, I'm trying to think like, who's correct? Who's on that roster that you feel could really beat her in a way, you know? So I think a big win over Ronda is just going to keep it on her for, for a little bit. And I think honestly, she's in that money zone right now where we're going into the survivor series time and then into rumble. So where would she actually lose the title? Okay. You know, I like, think a, here's what I think. Live winning is the best for live. I, I losing yeah. is the best for live. I think uh, I don't. I agree. I, but I agree. But you've already fleshed that idea out, and I just wanted because I wanted to spend some time on this because she's a buddy. I okay. do want to flesh out with two smart wrestling minds how you let's say that then option A is she loses and then chases it for mania. Option B is Ronda turns heel with Natalia. And live has a meaningful, clean win, maybe even if it's manipulated by another help person helping her, but she gets over her at SummerSlam. Then what happens after that? What are the two feuds that Liv has to solidify a little nice little run and then also have her lose it to someone meaningful in that in that other, you know, rumble season? Well, so let's look. The way, the, here's the problem. The problem is, is that the way she, my brain, the first thing I went to, and I, I'm open to other ideas, is the way to do it is the old-fashioned way, which is the same way Hangman did it for me. Where I was like, ah, I'm not sold on Hangman beating Kenny, you know? But then Hangman just had, like, bangers. His matches were, every single match he had, title match he had, was great. You know? They were all great. They were brutal. Um, plus, his moveset is sick. You know, like the, I every I look forward to the buckshot lariat every time. Dead eyes, I pop for every time. The mm-hmm. only other wrestler with a move set that I pop for like that is Baron Corbin, and not Adam Cole. Um, Baron Corbin, better wrestler than Adam Cole. But what I'm saying is that <laughs> Deep Six and Deep Six and End of Days are uh, two of the best moves in wrestling. They are okay. phenomenal moves, right? <laughs> Great moves, no <laughs> doubt about. It. They're phenomenal. And by the way, Liv has the, so the Panama summarized. Liv has a couple of cooking and does have the potential to do that. So I think that's the comparison. I imagine. So, but I'm saying is that for Liv, and Liv, I love Liv. The best thing she could do right now is that she's an underdog. She's literally billed as an underdog. Like the announcers are like, she's the underdog. Mm-hmm. Is to go in there and have bangers. Like, I just think it's kind of yeah. as simple as Vince giving her, like, 15, 20-minute matches. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. Letting her show with everybody she's Bailey, With a returning heel Bailey, maybe. You know what I mean? Right. Like, let's well, you know what? That's the perfect person. If she was that's, to that's defeat Ronda. after Ronda. And maybe so like me, Baszler. I don't know. Maybe not Baszler. Maybe maybe Bailey. Well, yeah, they they're not positioned. So for SmackDown, here's the SmackDown's woman roster. You have Zia Lee, Shotzi, 
Shayna Baszler, Sasha Banks, who's not around right now, Ronda Rousey, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, Naomi, who's not around right now, Lacey Evans, Charlotte Flair, who's not around right now, and Aaliyah. Yeah. So actually, my yeah. my point about her being on SmackDown and, and her winning is her best advantage is actually it, it might be her worst because the, all the competition is on Raw because then you go over to Raw and you have freaking... You have Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Carmella, Dana Brooke. She's badass, man. Dewdrop, Liv. Oh, they have Liv build as a. Oh, I guess maybe because Liv was a raw. Oh, Dana's badass, man. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's so. Actually, I think Liv changes. I mean, her belt is blue. I mean, okay. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. I've heard the list. And so my idea is I think SmackDown Women's maybe needs a bit more talent anyway. Um, I don't know if they wanted to do a full-on superstar shakeup because then that truly changes literally everything we're talking about right now. But let's just say Bailey comes and returns and sneak attacks Liv after the Ronda win at SummerSlam. Awesome. Returning Bailey, set up Liv's next thing. That good story propels Liv anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Liv can pull one out over Bailey, or maybe not, but let's just say she does. Um, or maybe even in between a returning Bailey, you do a Raquel Rodriguez. I don't know if she's ready, but if you want to do like a Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss type of title fight, you know, even though I know Alexa was like the heel in that, but you know what right. I mean? Like the aesthetic well, of the underdog versus a bigger. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I'm, I just think, you know, you know what this has looming. This is a very, very easy Charlotte return, beat live, take the title. Can't you do situation. that around? Can't you do that, I, Rumble, please? I, 100%. 100%. Live, I, but what live. I'm saying is, is that this is has that feel to it. This has that Charlotte's coming back feel. And she I don't instantly think people back. Want to see that. It's too, it's too. I'm not saying that people want to see that, Skylar. Of what course, I'm saying is that like this Brock. is the situation. We're in this weird state right now. Charlotte's been away for a little bit. Not really injured. Got married. Now she's going to come back. And this is the kind of situation yeah, that, that, where they... Always interject their right. I, I agree. The, I agree with Tula. That's well their goal because it'll be like, well, they'll have Liv hold it, and she'll do. She'll have like a middling title run with matches people don't really care about, and then when but it gets to Mania season, just like Big E's run, they won't have they won't have the confidence for her to go into Mania, except for the fact that they might because I mean th- these words are a little harsh, okay? But the women's division, look at it right now. Look at the men's division. Like Roman has that title for almost seven hundred days. And it's unified. I mean, he feels massive right now, right? I mean, Roman Reigns makes it like AEW doesn't even have a champion, in my mind. You know? And they actually don't. I mean, they have Moxley interim. They quite literally have an interim belt that's being defended. Right? There's such power in what they've done with Roman, you know? And the women's division is weaker and and on Raw. And the bloodline. The, the women's division. I just want to watch my words here carefully because yeah. I, I want people to understand that I'm not knocking on the women's division. I'm knocking at the on the women's booking. Of course. Which is I, that the women's booking is they have two titles and for a division that doesn't have as much talent as far as I'm I concerned. could. I could argue, though, right now, the way they're booking is the best they've been booking in a while. And it's very apparent because. I think Raw two weeks in a row started off with women and ended with women. I mean, Becky and Asuka are having a really good feud right now uh, or have had a feud. So, like, I honestly believe that, and this is my th- my Austin theory right now, is that I think yeah. 
Steph and Triple H are back there doing things because the the way things are starting to unfold. I'm on the edge very, of, of my seat to hear your Austin theory. Yeah. So like the way <laughs> I'm watching more and I'm actually intrigued in storylines and how things are connecting. And it's not the same old song and dance. So it's almost feeling like women are getting the focus right now. Like if you watch Raw, you watch SmackDown, there's pl- there's a plethora of 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 segments, a plethora of matches. Becky and Asuka have been doing great work. Bianca Belair is an absolute superstar. So I, Alexa here's, Bliss is starting to come my back. Point, so my so point everybody's back. Riddle? This is all without, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is all without Charlotte Flair, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Naomi. Okay. Four absolute top tier superstars that are probably in the top 10 of women's wrestlers around. And they're not even there right now. And you have two baby face champions that are completely over in the women's division. And they are, WWE are very happy, very, very happy with Bianca Belair and, and Liv Morgan as their champion. You're right. So, they are. Liv is so, Liv is so over. I, I, sure, just saying, I think, by the way, Nick, important um, distinction you just made for sure. But I also think we're talking like some big picture shit. I think he's talking about like the 700 days of Roman and like how that kind of makes him, for lack of a better term, God mode. And so right. like, I'm actually, we're just talking about, I think, pushing. Well, someone who's mid card up to like a top level person to supplement of the, of the loss. I think the loss of a Sasha and a Naomi release. I would almost, I would almost say though, in this kind of context though, is that like, it seems like things are going in the right direction, especially for the women's division. So actually there's, I mean, even this stuff with Natalia, like getting involved, it's nice to have a veteran around They are using her perfectly. Like there is a better trajectory for what the women are are doing now in WWE than it was. But there's you know, no pre-mania. Too low, too low. But here's my point, and I, I think it is is that. But the big problem with WWE that AEW smokes them on is tracking records, like because that is the key to all of it is having a like a bearings on how a wrestler is doing, right? Because the way we're talking about Liv is so binary. It's like, will she have a, cha- a good championship run? But we can't track. What I would do for Liv is I would have Liv lose to Ronda, right? And she puts up a sick fight. She's bleeding, you know? Ronda literally at the end is like, holy shit. Like, you are, she gives her the ring, right? And everybody's cheering for Liv. Like, she lost. Rocky style, right? And then you built to her winning the Rumble. And the way you've been there, built to live winning the Rumble and then going against Ronda at Mania again, okay? And the way you build to that is by you track, Liv has singles matches where she's rebuilding and she's winning all of them, you know? Like she's, she's demolishing everybody. Uh, maybe she doesn't have, have to kill them, but she's like, uh, uh, and she's cutting promos, which is like, I knew I was there and like, and she's like, there, and I will do everything to get back there. And your track lives progress there. Because right now, the issue is, is that people, the wrestlers she's beating all around her, we don't know how well they're doing. It's just like, here's Carmella to get to job out. You get just fed somebody, and you don't know how their record, you don't know, like, what that win matters. So I just think that makes Liv inherently in a place where she's climbing uphill, no matter how great she is. Does that make sense? Right. Whereas, like, there's no uh, just value to the stardom. I, I, the right. record is—it's such a—it's such an important thing there because you're right. It's they're all on a level playing field, and there are some people who are more jobbers in the women's division, but a lot of people are former champions, like a Carmella, like Natty, like all these people that have had the belt. So, 
Well, you right. just, Skylar, sorry to interrupt you, but you just pointed out the real biggest problem I have in the women's division at WWE, which is that former champions means nothing. They all pass the title around. You know, the, the title in the women's division, unfortunately, there's two of them, and every single one, one of them has been the champion, almost. If you've been there for three to four years, you are a champion. And mm-hmm. whereas, like, when, when Riddle wrestled, and that's, that's booking. That's not a knock on the women's division. That's booking where they treat that title as something that could just be thrown on Nikki, thrown here, let's try something, this and that. But I think like, lately it's not that. I think for years, I think even mm-hmm. when Carmella and Alexa and all these people had it, that's why I think Liv, Liv feels different to me because it's just a different time. But you're right. Now, in hindsight, they're all former champions. Well, yes, I agree. that I completely agree that that's why you need to keep track of records and stuff so we can't just be like, oh, former champion. We, can, we know how's Carmella doing this year. Because right now, Carmella, you're like, what's Carmella? I don't even know if she's good or bad at wrestling, you know? Well, I will say this, though, in the sense of the fact that is that you don't need the records if the storytelling is compelling enough and makes sense, which was always a huge problem for WWE. They didn't have records and the booking was nonsensical. Why people were getting title fight title matches. Now I could say that they don't have the records, but they're actually starting to make sense with the booking and why people are getting shots, you know, so and why people are getting title title matches. So I, I, I. I have my guard up with this situation and I truly think that this can easily just go down the, the road of Nikki ASH and it's just lightning in a bottle kind of thing. And then it's just going to phase out and it shouldn't be that because, and I, I but I do kind of have a faith that, that I do believe that they can do something really good with her mostly because she is very, very over with the fans yes. and Everybody people are eating it. it up and they really did a great job this week of, uh, or last week with pairing her with Bianca, the pro- that started off the show and that ended the show. Like they came out, you have your two baby faces out there. One looks vulnerable. The other one comes out and says them. They get a big win. It builds to another feud individuals match, which is another title fight the following week on, on raw. So like it's actually starting to make sense. So if they, it's going to be Rhonda versus live, but what will happen after that? Because even if Ronda wins, there's the only thing they have lined up for that is Nat- Natalia. And like, you don't want to go back down that road. I think they got to find a Bailey. new way. Returning Bailey. Yeah. And you know yeah. what, Skyler, that's it. And my, my personal booking is, is I would wish that Charlotte, Sasha and Bailey would come back together and be like, we're here. This is our fucking show. And they just start, dominating and being the shit out of everyone and then get Becky in the mix. And then, you know, by the way, you're, you're, you're marking it. You're hitting your, what is it? The Mark. It's uh, a, it's uh, a, the Mark dead end. Yeah. yeah it's a mark You might've hit a Mark dead end there because Sasha's a bit of a moot point and it's right. Anything could happen. Maybe Bray Wyatt's coming back. <laughs> there it is. That's the Mark dead end. But I don't think that was as much as the Mark dead end is more of like, you're being like, you're 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 marking out, but Sasha's actually not coming back, right? That's Is that what exactly. you mean? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, more like your 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 fantasy in the contents of things and where it's at. It would actually, if Sasha was to come back, it would be like that kind of situation where it's like she's scorned and she she doesn't give a fuck about the company, and they're the three together coming out like and not caring about the rules. They've done this; they're the face of the evolution, like all that stuff. If you want to do a heel for a horsewoman? 
and then you have and then you have Liv and Bianca. Uh-huh. So, you know, one of them loses the belt. Maybe they both have the belts, but they're still the underdogs in a weird way because of the legacy. And then they tack on a very young Aaliyah or even, I don't know, I, like, I don't know, whoever you can muster um, to, to fill out like Liv and Bianca. That's a hell of a Survivor Series. That's a hell of a, um, just a, a, a feud. I don't yeah. know. Well, look, well, let's see where they go with it. I just want to clarify that I, I'm a huge I, – I love Liv. I think she's great. She's so over. I think it was a really fun, cool move. And I do agree that we're not in the era of passing it around as much anymore. It's just we're in this era of – with the women's division where these title runs, I wish that there was more bearings on where wrestlers stand and whatnot. Uh, but I also would book Liv to lose just for her own development. I think you have an awesome story for her getting back there. But if you do it, let's see. Hopefully, uh, let's put on some bangers. Moving on to the men for a second of, of WWE. And let's acknowledge that we're sticking with WWE, which is pretty interesting, you know? Mm. Um, uh, Brock Lesnar was on Raw. Um, Roman was on SmackDown. The star of both of those segments was Paul Heyman to me. I mean, <laughs> Paul Heyman cut... A promo on, on Friday and Monday, I, I mean, we know how great he is, but I was just, I guess I forgot for a second, but holy shit, is he, what, what kind of fucking fuel is he put in the tank? I mean, he, <laughs> he, he is so articulate and fast talking, like he is, what a performer, I mean, he's incredible, it's amazing. I, uh, I happen to be watching yeah. with a non-wrestling Yes. Um, and that person was like, whoa, this guy's like amazing. Like this is this guy's been talking for so long. Cause I was cause I as I advocate, you know, I'm like, by the way, live monologue when Roman was talking. Wait, you're the you're the advocate for Paul Heyman? Yep. <laughs> My name <laughs> it's Kyler Lipsy. <laughs> I am the advocate for the advocate. <laughs> you're the advocate for the advocate. For Roman Reigns, for consigliere, consigliere. No, it's amazing. Um, uh, aside from that, also Paul's face on the ramp when Brock was laying waste to Otis and um, Gable was was unbelievable. It was just so telling. It's like layered. Yeah, he he's so good. I what do we have? What is his, his prep? What is it like? It, this it, it's that he doesn't turn off. It's right. that he didn't shut the fuck shut the fuck up backstage either, and everybody loves him, but or or they just know of it. He's just he's got that spirit, you know, uh, the, the titans of the industry. Vince McMahon has has a never dying spirit. Dana White has a never dying spirit. They could be on their deathbed, but they'll still be like calling shit. You know? My question is, does he write those promos down? Because he changes them enough every time. He throws things in every time to keep it. It's so I so attitude era is it? I think he attitude. Yeah, yeah. I think it's oh. also interesting because he's now going up against a guy that he always spoke for. So there's that not really that chemistry that exists. Like you saw this week with with Heyman and uh, Brock on Raw. <laughs> Heyman said something like, "Roman's gonna stick his hand up your ass and like rip your heart out." And like completely broke Brock and like yeah. 
Brock was like trying to stop him because he was like, what are you even saying, Paul? Like, what are you even talking about? And it's just so funny to see the opposite of that dynamic that we were so used to him doing it for, you know, like it's it's just an interesting. It's like watching like wrestling jazz or something like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like there's something where, (laughs) you know, right. It's like, (laughs) I don't know what. I mean, there's, 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 there's things that click on, by the way, at AEW sometimes in a, in a very different way. I know every time we watch with Dipperstein, he oh. goes, I mean, look at this. This is, this is, this doesn't, this is, this is wrestling jazz probably, you know? Yeah. I mean, just like when it's Well, that's because when we were watching, you're talking about when we were watching Forbidden Door. I mean, Forbidden Door was such an interesting. Yeah, but Forbidden Door, well, yeah, yeah, of course, it happens on Dynamite also, but I just mean Forbidden Door is a really interesting experience because the buildup of that show was really weak, you know? But then when it happened, it was just like the uh, a wrestling event that would not happen in WWE. You wouldn't see matches of that caliber. You wouldn't see that level of uh, acrobatic and risky kind of wrestling. It just that style doesn't exist. And to see a whole show like that, it's it's that's when AEW is whatever I'm calling wrestling jazz or whatever. The same thing. When you watch like the Cesaro, Cesaro Saber Jr., and you watch, uh, you know, Orange Cassidy, Will Ospreay, you're like, man, yeah, you're like, man, that's not just a spot fest. That's actually they're they're telling some stories in that one. I mean, that 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 was, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's pretty incredible. Well, Osprey's in a cool zone where he's trying to tell everyone like, yo, I don't just do flips, and so he's being like extremely brutal lately, and it's very fun. Will Osprey, so good. Will Osprey and Jay White, both one of my guys. And both, I think, eventually might be the hottest free agents on the market. I mean, the, those both both of those wrestlers, incredible. I'm not sure if Jay White's one of my guys, to be honest. Um, I'm a big Jay White mark. I really like him. I'm just not sure if I'm willing to make him one of my guys yet. But Will Osprey, 100, percent one of my guys. Will Osprey, I, I really think is fucking amazing in every aspect you know i, I by the way i rank them in, in this declaration of two be two people being my guys it's will osprey one jay white two jay white number two number two but jay white's great uh the accent does i'm cur- always curious how much uh heavy lifting his accent does i really it's funny because like you, you i really you like never talk voice. about osprey's accent though no because the Os- accent. his accent doesn't help <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There's certain people where their accents kind of don't help in some ways. Sometimes Seamus and Drew, it's yeah. like it's grating. Nothing against Scottish or Irish accents, but I think Jay White, it it, it has a healness to it that is just yeah. Like, it makes him feel like weirdly ironic, down under elite. It makes him feel like kind of like this like uh like this special foreign like, talent. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a pirate of wrestling. You're like whoa. You're saying he's like Regal. Regal's accent really makes him feel Regal, and he's called Regal. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even – accent is a weird thing because it's not just, oh, we're talking about specific accent. It's also like accent mixed with voice sometimes. Mixed with gimmick. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, shit, what were we just talking about? Oh, so going back to those promos, um, Roman – what did I fuck up? Oh. I put my phone next to the thing, so I'm getting feedback. All right. Roman, his promo I thought was pretty great on Friday also, actually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Roman's really cracking promos for himself. You know, is there always – can I always be a little nitpicky where I see he's, like, a little bit deta- detached? It's not like he's a perfect actor or anything, you know? But 
his promo was great, and and I and and uh, the whole you know it, it, he's fully solved him coming out telling everybody to acknowledge me. Also, I love how they're saying he's like a little fat right now. He was in his last match. He was a little chubby when he wrestled Riddle, and they're kind of working it in where it's like, yo, I'm on my private island and like I'm like living the good life. There's no one for me to challenge, so why would I be in great shape? You know, I love that. He and look, he's he even underestimating Brock for the first time. You know, he's adding size. He's been adding muscle for years and being so cut up, and finally lost the vest, and now he's getting thick. You know, yeah. and he looks awesome in a t-shirt uh, and like, to be clear i don't mind it he, yeah i just don't want him to wrestle on a shirt doesn't mean he needs uh, to be in perfect shape you know no he can't ever wrestle in a shirt ever again. yeah i can't you can't he can't be the top guy in wrestling and wrestling a shirt I, I i gotta be honest i don't even like the pants either i i, I want those to go also i mean i i, I think they uh, maybe work they work for him but i hate that the top guy in professional wrestling bro, you wears cargo just... pants you're going into SummerSlam, man. It's the last chance to work, rock some white tights before Labor Day, bro. Like, yeah, let's baby. go. I mean, let's ditch the pants. Leg. No one should be wearing fucking cargo uh, army black fatigue pants with fatigue boots uh, when you're in Nashville. Come on. They also, Show some thigh. He also started to add knee pads, if you know, like he has those knee pads under there and you can see them, you know? They, they don't, it doesn't look great. You know, it's it time, doesn't man. look right. It's he time. Need, he, if you're the tribal chief, become the tribal chief, man. That's it. And it's not you an know? iconic look. Like I love the the I love the sleeve. Thing. Like the 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 because we're talking about products. I like products. And if I'm a kid, I would love to have the Roman glove. You know, mm -hmm. so that's cool. That doesn't bother me at all. Like the Roman glove is marketing. That's great. You know, but. The pants is not an iconic look in the same way that, like, Cena, the no. jean shorts are kind of iconic, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I, you come, I came around on those over time because it's, like, that's part of his look. Like, I black army would... pants is not going to ever – is not, like, an iconic what? look, what right? If you, what if you do come around to that? Do you think so you one day could come around to it the way you have with Cena? I mean, with him, it's, like, beggars can't be choosers. I'm happy to shirts off. But do you think I'll ever come around? They're such plain pants. I mean, what's it? You think I'll come around on them? In the way that, like, I mean, the Hardy Boys wear pants that, you know, are a specific yeah. fashion. But those might even be more, like, of an identity. Jankos? The Jankos. <laughs> rock, they rock UFO pants or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? So it's, like. It's I true. I I guess. Well, maybe you know, let's let's track it. You know I'll what I mean? Check in with you in five, ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check in with me in five. We'll be we'll be talking about it then. Of course. So that Roman promo was great, and I, I like where they're going with the storytelling that he's overlooking Brock, and then Paul Heyman's whole thing is being like, "Yo, it's scaring me how you're like not taking Brock seriously because this is a zone where Brock is a zero fail. Like he when 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 he when everything's on the line." But it's so annoying because they're billing this as, like, the last time these two are fighting. And it's like, I, 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 I'm sorry. You've burned that bridge too many times. Like, I don't trust you at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I think Austin Theory walks out of SummerSlam with the title. What do you guys think? He's got to get one. <laughs> Whether he gets it off Roman or he gets it off, <clears throat> you know, Brock or something or, or gets it off something else. I don't know. I think Brock I think Brock might beat Roman and then Theory cashes in. 
Do we think Roman goes away for a while? Yeah, I think Roman's going to be gone for a while after Smack SummerSlam. Oh, after uh, Smack is based on no, nothing. What? After Smack SummerSlam? After Smack SummerSlam. Well, they they are going to have a Smack SummerSlam by the way. You know, that that SmackDown before SummerSlam will be called uh, SmackDown SummerSlam or something, right? I hope so. Hopefully it's uh by New Hampshire. Great Balls of Fire. Southern New Hampshire University. Great Great Balls of SmackDown. Uh is presented by Southern New Hampshire University. <laughs> So yeah, but I uh, I've been burned to it. But I I think that they're I just think Theory's gonna walk out with the title. I I think both of these but guys both are gonna go titles, though. Oh, I think so. I think he's gonna walk out with both. Uh, uh yeah. I don't know how the cash in would work. I think he cash in on both probably right. I know. I think he wins. He's wrestling Bobby. I think he beats Bobby and cashes in. And I think Theory just has like a huge night. I you know that's just I, well I think the book so. the booking would make more sense if he was to lose to Bobby because and like get beat yeah, up and then no problem. one would think. But they always yeah. do that. They did that with Seth and then they did that with Liv, right? No, no, Liv won. Yeah. They oh, did Liv that won. with Theory. They did that with Theory at, at. I'm sorry, they did that with Theory, right? He lost his match. Yeah, he they, lost his title. With the, theory with the with the getting of the Money in the Bank, and they did it with Seth Rollins, obviously for the cashing in. I mean, if he holds the U.S. title and the other two titles at the same time, he'll be fucking so killed as a heel, like insane. He the U.S. Know. title match against Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize. I didn't he has that. a rematch. And he dropped, it. he dropped it at Money in the Bank, and then he could got added. Imagine, could you imagine the Vince McMahon's, like, guy, as Vince McMahon tries to clear his name, he makes mm-hmm. his protege win mm-hmm. the U.S. championship mm-hmm. and cash in and get both titles from mm-hmm. Roman. That sounds. Uh, he literally, Theory wasn't even in the Money in the Bank match. Uh, Vince, they but before the match started, Adam Pierce came out right and yeah. said like, "Oh, we're adding another guy to the match." But by and then everyone's like, "Oh, this is suspect. I wonder who did this." Like, you know, I mean, the end of SummerSlam, I believe, will be Austin Theory holding all of those titles, standing next to Vince McMahon in the middle of the ring, three oh, titles. See? Yeah, that's a, that's your shoot. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I, I really do. I think Roman's going to go away for a while. Roman could come back and probably maybe win the Rumble, you know? Told um, as a baby know? face, probably, in a way. And, I mean, Roman Rock is probably happening, right? Seems to be. At Mania? I fucking hope so. In L.A.? So, do you think that they need a title involved in that match? Interesting. Um, how do you set no. it up, though? I think yes, because I think that Rock needs to sell to everyone like he wants one more title it, it shot. Yeah, like I think not? I think you need the. T- I I I know you don't need it. But people will still care about it. But can I they think, unify? Why it? not? Can we, can right? we unify it then, or we unify? Or can we make it one belt? Like what's going on here? With yeah, there's a lot of talk about them being ununified already, which is interesting. You know, I mean. As long as it helps storylines move, I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe if Rock Roman was for the black belt, the the, the heavyweight championship, and some other storylines happening with the Universal or something with uh, Theory and Rollins or something. You know, I have a great I have a great point to make, and I think it's been a very long time since I felt this way, but I actually, for the first time, care about every single 
WWE title in WWE. The U.S. title, the U.S. title uh, story has been great. What's up? Intercontinental. Yeah, Gunther. I think has Gunther it. is doing. Cool. Gunther is doing great work. Gunther with that did a thing. really cool thing where he says he's anti open challenges, which I think I've never seen. He's like, I would never. That is, he's like, any real competitor would never wrestle someone that they can't prepare for. You know, like I would never do it open. What a heel thing to be anti open challenges and be a Nazi. Uh, <laughs> Gunther. He's so closed off. You know, it's so rigid. You yeah, know, I, I mean, the Usos have the tag titles. Is Both it offensive to call him a Nazi? I guess it doesn't, no. bother, it doesn't bother me. He's literally called Gunther, and they stand like German military guys. Oh, no, I mean, right. a Nazi adjacent gimmick for sure. Yeah, okay. All right. We call a spade a spade there, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, can I say call a spade a spade? Can I say a shade I don't know about a, that. a baszler? A ba- yeah. Oh, is, is spade a spade offensive? I don't know. I don't know. It's it definitely sounds it sounds like it sounds it's like, like how like gypsies kind of shadily offensive, right? You're like yeah. uh, you're like okay, yeah, I get right. this. <laughs> you're like all right, I I can't keep track anymore, guys. I what do you want? What what is this? What is what would be a spade? It's called spade a spade. I no anyway, I'm not trying to offend anybody. Okay. <laughs> okay, Dan. I really am not. Okay. All right. Anyway, what were we saying? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think we were booking Austin Theory and the titles and talking about them being ununified. I think, I think you have Austin Theory and then you go into a feud with Riddle and you just get these guys, like, start having new guys at the top right away. You know? I think they should be doing that in the male and female divisions. So yeah. I, I think this is, this is the theme of this podcast is propelling the talent you already are propelling like just go the distance with them which uh, i would do oh yeah, yeah, yeah. also is bray returning well look i've never talked to bray in person but i know you have okay yeah but he's kayfabe he'll i don't by the way i haven't texted you, him since these promos and i wouldn't because he'll keep me kayfabe and i just right I'll, it's fine and that is the correct way to play okay <laughs> sure. There's so, a lot of wrestlers I have relationships with that wouldn't be that way, but him, him like, it's just, yeah. I mean, maybe I Rob Peel tell me in a couple of weeks, but I don't know anything. Right, so. right, right. Sammy Guevara. So what, I, what I'm saying is, is that I think, my, if I had to guess, Bray Wyatt comes back to WWE. I, I cannot see Bray going to AEW because I think he's too smart. And knows that he belongs in WWE. Like he, what he does, he first off he can't go. Not that he, he can wrestle, but like, why? Why would you kill yourself? You know, like doing a Texas Death Match against fucking Adam Pierce. Uh, Adam Pierce, because Hangman, right? When you can cut great promos, do character work, and not destroy yourself. You know. Make, I don't know. It makes so much more money. It makes so much more money and also be so much more effective as a professional wrestling talent, you know? Yeah. So few wrestlers can do the theatrical side of it, and he masters it. Uh, why? Why? why would, it's best just, actor why? In, best actor in all of wrestling. Yeah, best actor in wrestling history, I've said. I think so. I really yeah. do. I just I just don't think that exists in WWE as long as Vince is there anymore because I I, just don't think I happen to agree with that. But I wonder with the bending of for Cody, 
and maybe now with you know Triple H being more involved, not to say oh that. Oh my God, Cody is, dude. Sorry, you just got me excited because if Cody comes back finally from injury and he's about to win like the Rumble or something, and then he just get lights go out and he gets fucking Sister Abigail, you know? And you're like, oh my God, you set up a Cody Bray thing where he completely derails Cody's big. Big fucking return, you know, and then you have a guy who can actually do what Seth was trying to do, who actually goes to the American nightmare. It's like, you want to be a nightmare? Like, let's have a nightmare. You know what I mean? Ooh. That's a fucking great feud for Cody leading into mania, right? Yeah, I just don't think that. Yeah. Oh, but I think that his return wouldn't also then be Bray's return. I think Bray's coming back sooner because they're already doing vignettes, right? I know. Yeah, you're so, right. But, but but it doesn't have to be Bray's return. Bray could be involved in something else and still come and do a Sister Abigail on Cody's return and set that up. Wait, what vignette? There's been vignettes on Raw that have been intensely, intensely Bray Wyatt feeling. I, I think that's there. But all those vignettes had tag teams in them. It was like all like, there was like Hardy Boys references and Harlem. Pretty sure there was a John Cena. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where those are going. I, they didn't have them this. Did they have them this week? I don't remember seeing yeah, them this did, week. And it had a John Cena shirt. Oh shit! I think. Yeah, I mean, pull it up. Like it's forty-four seconds. Oh, uh, I didn't see this vignette. I don't pull even know up, what we're talking about. You can pull it up. It's I, this is the problem is I watched Raw live this week. That's how you know I miss things, you know, because I, I walk out the room, you know. Right. When I watch Raw live is when I don't see stuff. I'll find it. I watched it earlier. What the fuck happened in AEW? We didn't talk any AEW. I mean, I well, mean, I mean uh, uh, was that when Wardlow won? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we talked about that on the opponents have I think. Right? I mean, we got Warlow versus Orange Cassidy coming up this week. We got Ooh, Jake that... Hager versus Claudio. Uh, there's a lot of good things happening in Can AEW. we talk about Jake Hager versus Claudio for a second and just be yeah. like, can you talk about the epitome of a match that if it was on WWE TV, you wouldn't give two shits? If yeah. that was Swagger Cesaro, it would be a fucking piss match. Even though I I do always have those thoughts. I'm like this wouldn't matter in the other place, but here it feels so big. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, 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 you're like, <laughs> it's so funny sometimes when that happens. You're like, oh, yeah. Hey. What is that? Yeah, it had RKO. Yep. In the Van- I just sent it to you guys in the group chat. In the group chat. Hardy's Chris and Cage. Yep. And Angle, Dudley's Guerrero, among others. I got to watch this. Yeah, that's right. Really and had a Cena thing. So you're like, okay, RKO and John Cena, those are like recent mania matches of Bray's. But I guess I didn't see all the other crap or, or didn't focus on the other stuff too much. It's just candles and like very like Bray Wyatt feeling. Well, it has a, is that Foley's flannel? They're saying it's related to Edge. Oh, it might be. Skeet is written. Yeah. It does, it does look like Edge because it has, a, this is all Edge stuff. Oh, whoops. Yeah, because it's got the Foley. Yeah, it's got the Foley uh, uh, flannel, which is on fire, which is when he wrestled Foley in the ECW, you know, and he set him on fire, you know? Yeah, okay. Well, that says that. Okay. Bray Wyatt's still uh, unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't think that that's the kind of thing that I think that's I think Bray Wyatt is too smart. That thing's a little generic for Bray. No, I know. That's no. why I wasn't like excited about it, but I was like, it felt a little Bray Wyattish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do you do, man? Bray Wyatt. He, he I, I mean, it's kind of hard. Like I, I might just go back into the fiend shit and just figure out how oh. you know. He trademarked uh, something like Brave Six or like Wyatt Six or something. Uh, Saw that in the dirt. All right, cool. Wow, anyway, I want to have one. Qu- I got a question for you guys. Okay. Um. Uh, Brock, in general, where are you guys at with, with, uh, with Brock at this point? Like, if Brock was to want walk out as the champion, um, uh, at SummerSlam, how would you feel about that? Indifferent. I'd rather Roman hold it. Yeah, it's it's indifferent for me too. It's like, oh well, okay, well, because yeah, he finally got one on Roman, okay, and now he like it protects him, and he's the beast, and and he's a baby face. I don't know. I just wouldn't penetrate. I just wouldn't be like excited. Like, I think theory is like crazy. Like that's wild. Or Roman, I guess winning. I guess. I, I have a feeling. I think theory might join the match, right? Um, even though I know he's a heel, he was talking about doing that. And uh, I think he's got a lot to gain because he, so one thing they're doing that's really cool is he's he's reminding everybody that Brock threw him off uh, that, the fucking elimination chamber, you know? That's cool. And he's like, yo, I didn't forget that, you know? I don't know, man. There's so much, I, I just, I can't, I don't know. I think why wait on theory? Like he's already got the briefcase. Why wait? Like it's like these guys. Roman Roman's leaving, and Brock's turned forty five today. You know, which by the way is not it's not really old in modern wrestling, especially. Of course not, but I think he needs to be a Royal Rumble to Mania guy, or even honestly, like maybe transitions into the into the Taker spot where he's once a year. I don't know. I don't know what he wants. He'll do whatever he wants, but um, yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time to give Roman some time off and, and, uh, and, and keep him obviously in, on God mode for his return. Hell yes. And any, yo, Tulo, do you do any NXT work? Zero. <laughs> I don't how even is, watch how it. How is NXT anymore. still even on television? Uh, I mean, well, I will say this is that I think they're trending in the right direction where they're, they're naturally building up talent down there, actually. Yeah. Um, so I will say that while it's not as entertaining as what Black... I saw some clips of Black and Gold recently. Fucking, man, that, sh- that show was just on another level. But I mean, 2.0 yeah. is just is way like, developmental. It should be back on the network. But unfortunately, if it was back on the network, no one would watch it because no one goes to Peacock to watch any WWE stuff anymore. Yes. All right. Well, whatever. We're going into Fighter Fest this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we got. Yes. Well, what do we got on Fighter Fest? We got a. We're uh, Orange Cassidy for me. That's the one. And we have the tag team match: two Bucks versus Hobbs and uh, Starks versus. Uh, Keith Lee and Swerve. Oh, Daniel Bryan, they confirmed he had a concussion. Did you see that? Oh, really? They confirmed that his injury was a concussion. That's what I read. Jesus, no way. Yeah. So, uh, what the fuck happened with Jordan Grace and Chris Benoit, by the way? Did you see that thing? Yeah. No. He said something about 
Chris Benoit. Like, I, all I know is that, like, uh, people, wrestlers were real pissed. Oh, I remember. She was saying that Chris Benoit was overrated anyway and wasn't a good wrestler or something, right? Who uh, said oh. this? I'll think- take it. We'll get we'll get away from this. I the yeah. match of the night's going to be Jericho versus Eddie Kingston in a uh, barbed wire death match with the Jericho Appreciation Society <laughs> hanging from the ring over the ring in a shark cage during Shark Week. Man, I, I mean, talk about a company that just gets it. The shark cage is always a blast. I think did Jericho invent the shark cage? Didn't he? It was, do it it was Enzo. First? Was it something with Enzo or something like that? Mm-hmm. The shark cage is always funny, especially because shark cage is just a funny concept in general. Because a shark cage implies, right? You, it's so you can swim with sharks oh. and they can't eat you. But to just hang that over a ring is so fucking funny. Because <laughs> sorry to disappoint. That's night two. That's it's like two. a little hanging prison. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Bars. Enzo's was funny. They'll do some really funny spots and then also be a badass barbed wire match. That's a great match. And by the way, oh, that's it's actually next week. It's not this week. Either uh, way, that's a hot feud. Yeah, yeah. And well, we do have Moxley versus uh, Takashita. That'll be a good match. And you know what? Here's a great thing about see, Dan, you were talking about rankings and Moxley matches versus mattering. Shida? Yeah, uh, Takashita, Takashita. <laughs> Moxley, Shida, um, I would watch. Tony yeah. Khan announces that match and goes, even though Takashita lost to Eddie Kingston last week, Moxley wanted to fight him because of how impressive his match was. So if Takashita is able to beat Moxley and it's a non-title match, he will get a chance to compete for the title. So it's just like the shit. AEW nails that shit. And he just tweets about it. You know, it's like, what a fucking mark. Thank you for being a mark, Tony Khan. Fucking MJF said it best. You stupid fucking Mark. Like he is a uh, Mark through and through. Like he'll he find. When's he coming back? Uh, I don't know. MJF. Listen. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, I don't I know, man. Because what's the what's the plan? It seems like what I was reading is that he was supposed to go uh, have a keep the Punk feud going. Is what mm. I was reading. Did you? Well, see Wardlow that? does have the TNT title now, so Punk is Punk is hurt. Yeah, so Punk got hurt, but I'm saying the plan was that MJ, like when Punk won, MJF would come back. They would keep going, and then MJF was would win the title off of Punk. Like that was. Sure, like, but the, Punk got hurt, and then the MJF walked out. So they need to. I don't think they're going to keep the Punk thing going because Punk's got to chase the title now first, and then they'll do MJF. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, so I think MJF's kind of in a little bit of no man's land, but. Yeah. With a promo like that, I can't imagine MJF is not planning to come back. I mean, at uh, uh, MJF will come back, and then it's like, you know, they work some kind of storyline where Tony Khan is like, we've begged him to come back. The only way he'll come back is if she, he gets a title shot because he's finally respected like like he should be, right? I mean, his and, two and, biggest and, nemesis are Wardlow and Punk, and they're technically both champions right now. So he's I mean, in a great spot. Yeah, but TNT back. is below... MJF way below I think MJF needs to and he's done with Wardlow for a minute I mean they'll always like keep keep the heat yeah. going but but I think he, he's got his eyes set on Punk and the title and I think that maybe he takes it off Moxley with a return and maybe like a guarantee from Tony Khan or something and then Punk comes and chases MJF to unify the hottest booking to do with MJF and I think Tony Khan is a big enough mark to do it and I know 
a lot of you guys are friends with MJF, so I, I don't know what you know, but I'm sure he doesn't tell you shit. Um, he he will, he 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 hasn't told me anything. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know the guy. Okay, <laughs> but uh, 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 the smartest thing to do with Punk with MJF is to have the balls to do what WWE didn't do with with Punk's pipe bomb, right? So when Punk w- w- cut the pipe bomb in in in, ele- in 2011. He was like, he left with the title and he pretended like he didn't resign a contract. And he was like, I'm going to go defend this title in ROH, right? New Japan. MJF, they have this forbidden door shit, right? They're scratching each other's backs. Have MJF pop up in New Japan and pretend he signed a contract with New Japan, you know? And have him win the IWGP title, right? But bring it to Dynamite and he comes to Dynamite with the New Japan title and shit, you know? Like, he just, that's uh, good for everybody. Yeah, but MJF doesn't like New Japan. Like, I don't... Yes, I, but that's great. He'll, they'll boo him over there, and I'll be like, I hate this place. I can't, you know? He might. That could work. You think he doesn't like New Japan like he actually hates the company, or he just doesn't watch it or track it? I think he doesn't watch it, track it, and I think that he's not... He's a more of a storytelling wrestler. I mean, no, he puts on great matches, but yeah, I don't think he's. I think he's. He's. He's not like an unsafe, crazy, spotty wrestler. And I think that right, it's right, not right. vibe. And I think uh, he's. There's so much to watch and track. And I think MJF watches WWE. Too, but Dude, I don't. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely wants to be in WWE. We know. Or, or he at least watches it to know and respect the business and be like, I want to see what's out. I, I need to know what's going on. And so I think there's just too much. And so NJPW doesn't really cross his thing. But if he wants to intentionally, like, I just don't know if NJPW would be okay with him just coming in, dominating, kicking the door down, disrespecting it, shitting on the belt, and then walking out with it. Well, I don't think he's shit on it. I think that he's the, you know, he, 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 I don't think, I think he's shitting on AEW and talking about New Japan, but I guess you're right. I forgot. No, in his pipe bomb, he shit on New yeah. Japan. Yeah. So he can't really, he's closed the door on that. No, his, and his, ROH his, is now owned by, uh, <laughs> AEW. So then that fucks that up. You know, the only place he could actually go is WWE, and that won't happen. That will not happen. So you're right. There's really I don't know where they go with this. To be honest, it's kind of a, what he's doing is cool. It's a little bit of a dead end unless Tony Khan is willing to come on TV more, which I think he probably will. Right? Um, Tony like Con- if he's doing like a Stone Cold McMahon kind of thing with Tony, then we need to see Tony a lot more because you can't have a, you, one of the big problems is that a lot of times AEW just assumes that everyone is following Twitter, you know, like a, a Tony Khan on Twitter, you know, Tony Khan makes appearances. People that watch AEW know who Tony Khan is. He, but he only, no, 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 they know who he is, but he's not really a character on the show that much. He shows up just to be like, I bought something, right? <laughs> He doesn't, he's not like the chairman of the board like Vince. He's not a wrestler like Vince is, was. Well, he bought a wrestler. I don't think he should be, but I think that um, promo-wise, they'll have to go back and forth quite a bit. Yeah. Well, we'll see where they go with it. I think it's, uh, you know, I don't know. should be good. Tony's been keeping it real nice and kayfabe in interviews. I've listened to a bunch. You know. Yeah, what's he? What's he? Well, I haven't heard anything. What's he, he done? Said he's fully capable. He's like, I, I don't want to speak about that. I just, I, out of respect, I, I haven't addressed that issue, and I just, I'm not. not he's just been really. It's mean. awesome. Like, I love that. Off, they've taken him off the website. Like, they're it's clearly like it's him versus the company. So it's just how they're doing it. And the good news is, and what I trust about AEW is, I know they 
they have an idea and I don't know what it is, but I just know that it's well thought out. MJF has like a very big wrestling IQ and he, he and Tony booked his, all of his stuff and it's going to be big. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. I- I'm excited to see I don't know how and when. I just don't know how and when. I have no idea. I don't know how and when. I, I don't see. I don't see it. So it's good because they're not ahead of me. So that's all that well, matters. I think. And that's the beauty of AEW too. Is that like look at look at the guys that aren't there right now. No Kenny. No MJF. Still thriving. They're building up new superstars. They're bringing in superstars from other promotions. They got ROH about to have their own pay per view. We're in like this money time right now where things are thriving. I, I, yeah. I think we have to reevaluate after SummerSlam and see where everything unfolds because then we go into that interesting time where what's next? All out? Too low. They're doing, amazing. they're doing amazing and their pay-per-views are also always awesome and they always keep yeah. it interesting with blood and guts and they supplement for all the injuries. So sick. But, but you know, Kenny, it'd be nice to have Kenny back. And oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I think everybody's missing Kenny. Imagine when he comes back now, like how that just kind of just it changes we, the whole landscape like, of AW. Who we fantasy book for a minute? Like, what's what's the real timeline there? I mean, nobody really knows, but like let's just say it's nine months from it, you know, right? He's got a few surgeries to get, but let's say nine months to a year after he left. When did he leave? He's been gone for like 10 months at this point. He hasn't, oh, he hasn't. It like 10 months. It hasn't been, man. No, he hasn't wrestled at all in 2022. I know that. Oh, maybe we are. But I think it's early 2022, man. Or late 2021. What's oh, going I on? Because uh, I was... Oh, pff, fine. I'm looking up when his last match was. and That messed up with the cords. Baby. Here, cage side. Wait, no, I'm looking up Kenny Omega's last match. Oh my god, the the soundboard's still going. Even I plugged up. Uh. Ooh. Riveting way to cap off the full gear. (laughs) November thirteenth. Okay. Is that his last match? Does that make? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so that's that's about eight months. Okay. Also, that match real injured, right? Yeah, he needed a lot of time. Um, so it was against Hangman, months. right? He lost it. He lost the title and then went away, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll okay. give it up for the Hangman. You gotta oh. give it up for the Hangman. So it's been eight months. So let's say that you know between ten months and twelve months, he'll be back. So it's time to it's time to start talking about Kenny in the next couple months. Kenny, when Kenny returns, I think this is going to be the like kenny's best run whatever he does now i think he's geared up he's gonna be so fucking healthy you know uh he's he's needed a rest for a while but it's hard to not see kenny just coming in just v trigger title championship immediately right yeah does he have unresolved beef with anyone that matters like long term something that he could fuck someone out of something yeah he has unresolved beef with me i i have a problem with him having such inconsistent pants work you know sometimes great pants sometimes terrible pants have you seen a wrestler (laughs) on that caliber where their look fluctuates so much sometimes he looks amazing sometimes he looks like a jobber i don't get not ideal but but considering he comes back and he's wearing acceptable pants yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, fine let's let's hypothetically do that fine (laughs) Um, (laughs) who is moxley no right i mean well, uh, in regards to what coming yeah, back yeah. and who he runs in on or returns for, you know, how you book him. 
Yeah, who knows? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, it's. I mean, they have they have the perfect situation where there's going to be options, you know. So it's going to either be well, Punk, Moxley. I mean, like whoever's going to be involved in the title picture at that time. I'm sure. I have. If I had a guess, I'm sure they're going to lead up to not him returning at All Out, but going into All Out, like for him to either return and then just get his title match there. I don't think they're going to. Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean. It seems when like a good t- oh uh September I think okay so, uh, so that that times out pretty decently yeah right that could be awesome yeah I mean Daniel Bryan's gonna we'll see he's gonna be gone for a little bit um uh yeah yeah so I uh, yeah I mean there, there's I mean there's- what if it's MJF right what if Kenny and Tony become like in cahoots and Kenny comes back and Kenny is like defending the NJPW influenced indie talent that makes up AEW and MJF is like, Go I'm, I'm here for, I'm here for anything. Uh, any of those two guys are going to do like, last, it's not going to miss last topic before we get out of here. Okay. All right. What do we do about Seth Rollins? I think we have a Seth Rollins problem. He's okay. so deeply one of my guys, so it's really. I tough. know, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're you're barking up the wrong tree here. Right now. I had a Seth number. Doing great I, had number th- I have number three on my top ten list. Seth thinks, and and I and I agree. Seth is doing pretty good work, but what I'm saying is that Seth Rollins is, with Roman gone, arguably, their main guy. He okay? can be. He has the potential to. She should be. I think he is, and he's doing. He he's putting himself in a B plus zone on purpose. And it's ironically like aha like it's um silly. It's too well, silly because they need him. Like when Cody with Cody gone, uh but Dan, but like, Dan, but Dan, but Dan, but Dan, what do you want him to do when Roman's holding both titles? Like okay, what do you want him to fine. do? He's not there. No, I'm saying he's not there because Roman, Roman is there. I'm saying with Roman going away, if Roman's going uh, away, you know. It, well then you it, work him back in. Easily. Right. But you need time to set him up as like, you know, uh the beast slayer, you know, the king slayer, like you think enough uh, is enough uh, and it's architect. time to change. How do we start phasing the laugh out? Man, you guys are I, you guys I are... think he could do the laugh just a little bit. You know, he <laughs> can't just laugh every second Too low. instead of I breathing. You. He is one of my favorites. He got me back into wrestling with his cash in. Yeah. The thing is like He's clearly, we're going to look back at this time and wh- whether or not like the, the fake Joker laugh gimmick, whatever the hell it is, the arbitrary close, I love it, but it's not fully realized yet. And so it's not like he could get to a place where some, some parts of it go away, some parts, parts of it heighten, some part of it, parts of it get more subtle because it's just really not a main event. It's just, I'm, I'm generally crazy. I'm generally love- mind fucking you. I'm generally not, like it's 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 I yeah. yeah when it was when he was on clicking on all cylinders yeah. was when he came out in the shield attire with that was like whoa he's a cerebral he's fucking with him he's in his head that was amazing and compelling actually well the uh, dusty the dusty thing is arguably thing. a way more of a fuck so uh, I, I like he and he also does it in a subtle way too but Cena's he's not back. vindictive like his character's like uh I I it, uh, it's just not. I agree. Sometimes it works. It's like, okay, he's like vindictive and this and that, but it's so it's most of the time silly. Like the chanting is silly, and this then some of the stuff he does is like 
really fucking vindictive. It's really like wearing the uh, 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 Dusty's polka dots, which is like an era that well, look of what, Dusty uh, that's not like that whole match alone too. Just what he was doing to Cody, also like I mean. I don't know. I, I have a tough yeah, time. But then he's night. That's the match of the night. We're just talking like book. I just it. have a tough time sitting here and people saying we gotta change Seth when arguably his run from mania to hell in a cell was like probably one of the best stretches of his career. You don't know what you're talking against about against Cody. So fuck, no. I, just, I, I just I'm just saying it's just like if you look back on the that Cody's comeback, Cody's comeback, I know it felt really good, but it was off because of Ooh, okay because so of me, Seth being silly. It felt here's like a perfect, two guys but, on two different shows. It, here's a perfect I, here's a perfect follow up question. Take Seth out of the equation, right? I'm already thinking of somebody, but like maybe Kevin Owens is the only other person that who could do that. Kevin Owens would have slaughtered that. Kevin okay. Owens, who is so fucking good at professional wrestling, he main evented. A mania with but, a talk but, show. Okay. But, He's so but, good. But but here's the thing though. <laughs> I, I, like I always I always hear your points and yeah. I can I'll I'll give them to you and I will give you the credit. Like, you know, you you the points are valid. I understand it. Yeah. But like, what is Kevin Owens doing that's so special that's different from what uh Seth Rollins the only is thing doing? He's, doing? he's not changing up his style. Authentic. The only thing that Kevin Owens is doing is that he's authentically Kevin Be, Owens being like Rollins insane like that he can't tell the difference between goof. He's a manufactured goof and he's not ideal. He's not like embodying this like, Oh, okay. I'm going to take the, the Seth Rollins that, you know, okay. And I'm going to put him in, in like a Joker esque thing. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm, it's it's just like a, a more of like a weird skin he's wearing to me, and that the laugh feels so fabricated. The laugh's tough, and that and that's why I kind of sit in between the two of you in a way. It's like I totally understand what you're saying, Tulo. It was a really hot feud. Like I I I, I actually think it was like ninety five percent perfect, or maybe even ninety percent perfect. And what what Kevin could have done was yeah, bring that authenticity. It's like the things that Seth Rollins were saying about his dad cut so deep and were so good and effective. But when he has to say ha 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 after it every fucking time, it's like, all right, just like t- tell the truth, like tell the truth and be intense. I don't know. It, it does feel a little not authentic. It feels pushed. All right. Well, we do. We can just disagree on it because my thing yeah, that was struck is that what I think about this is that Seth Rollins, okay, on Twitter is like such a WWE apologist. He is such a he's so deeply a WWE guy. He'll be like, if you want, he would literally tweet out shit, which is like, like, like let's all be honest. Like the if you want to be a real wrestler, you you're in WWE. You know, like shit like that. And then Cody, who goes away and comes back, right, to Seth, and then Seth is like, ah, wearing Amazon suits. And then Cody comes back and looks like a real fucking professional wrestler. And Seth is all goofy, not saying the shit that makes Seth actually like the real WWE guy. You know, it's like and yeah, his I'm- promos didn't align with what he was doing. His promos were fucking great. Like the substance of them were great. But then it was like, yeah, the, and the matches those- were great and yeah. the matches were great. But but just more to your point, Dan, and more to your point earlier and almost to bring it full circle. You asked, like, who else would be good? You're like, I guess Kevin Owens. But the other person is so obviously Roman. Yeah. And, and agree. And 
the the Cody injury made that feud what it 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 eclipsed the feud. It's just like that Cody wrestled that match injured over the heel work that Seth was doing. I didn't feel at any point that Seth got under the skin of Cody because oh. he was so ironically detached. He was so that he was doing this goofy thing where it was like a hat on a hat. They had a lot more than they had more than just the Hell in a Cell match, and the other matches, all both of them were great. No, the matches were good, but I'm saying that I felt like what made that what what stuck the landing of the trilogy was like, oh wow, Cody got himself really over by wrestling with that pack injury, you know? Yeah, I mean the dry it does it does something only a shoot injury could do and add add drama that just you can't. I mean, other than makeup. Yeah, it made it all like work so incredibly but that's fine whatever look you like i didn't i didn't hate it it was just disappointing because it could have been 20 out of 10 but instead it was 10 out of 10 does that make sense <laughs> yeah sure so it still was great and i love it i have videos of me it actually makes out. a lot that actually makes a lot of sense so thank you thank you for clearing that up it makes me yeah, feel yeah. roman it's 20 i'm talking about x factor i'm talking about yes you know what i'm talking about right yeah, yeah but uh yeah, but Kevin Owens, I just I've been singing Kevin Owens' praises just of like I just feel like he's so I, I love how he can go from having a feud with Austin and make that awesome and then just go right to Ezekiel and I care about that. I just think that that's fucking cool. That's that's why he's so good, you know? Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kevin Owens, he's great. He could, uh one of my guys yeah. for sure. All right, anyway, let's get out of here. We got to let Skyler has a big dinner to go to, but uh Let's all just give a, a shout out to the fact that Kevin always, I'll always point it out, was so funny is when he said, I hate beer. And I hate beer <laughs> as a way to heal off on Stone Cold was to say how much he, beer is disgusting. That's so funny to me. <laughs> all right. Anyway. It's like, and you know what? I hate beer. It's disgusting. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I love how Kevin Owens is Canadian. So he always has like a disgust for all American shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's fucking great. Even though he's a, a fat slob. Uh, <laughs> there you go. See, it, you're anyway. Only, as Skyler, long as you laugh like that after, it's uh, hopefully it's I okay. get the, we get to hang before you head out of town. Yeah, man, I'm here for at least a week. What's next, right. Skyler? I go up to Vancouver to shoot Dan. He is shooting. Uh, he's shooting. Todd, Todd. SVU. <laughs> the Todd Father, <laughs> part four. Like, what's the craziest thing I could possibly say? The most heightened is you're shooting Todd SVU, right? Yeah. Uh, it's you're shooting SVU, T-O-T, T-O-D-D, right? We're, uh, uh, we're officially the comedians of Todd casting now. Exactly. Listen, that, everybody's we'll going to know that. the name of the show when it's a show, okay? You can't get mad at me for not knowing the name of a show that's not a show. It's Right now, it's just a pilot. Okay. There's commercials on CBS, pal. There are? Shit, yeah. you're such an asshole. All Coming right, up. anyway, check oh, yeah. out According to Jim. Uh, <laughs> you play Jim. You're Jim Belushi's uh, son, right? Yeah, yeah. According to Jim on TBS. <laughs> Very funny. Heaven to Todd. Wait, uh, Heaven to Todd coming to uh, CBS here. Uh Dude, I'm 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 uh, I, I'm pumped to check it out. You yeah. are playing with Marsha Gay Harden. Yeah, I mean one. I mean, she's one of the fucking best actresses on the planet. She's the best. She's a total Oscar winner. So definitely watch 
as Todd is my witness on PBS this fall. As, as wait, wait, wait. Is that actually it? No. It's, it's, oh my god, you just worked me. I was like, oh, this? it's close. It's close. It's close. It's There's something called, about Todd. It's called um, "We Need to Talk About Todd." We, uh, oh my god, it's starring yeah. Ezra. You're you in, in Ezra Miller's gonna fucking murder you or something in there? <laughs> That guy's just the worst. We um, gotta get that guy. You gotta be the new Flash. We swap one, uh, one, uh, one, one, one Jewish guy for another Jewish guy, right? We're... Nice, a nice Jewish boy. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if uh, that's the tweet I should do though, because that seems a little opportunistic on a crazy <laughs> moment. But if there's a groundswell for it, I will be there in a flash. But anyway, so help me, Todd. Thursdays at nine on CBS, starting September 29th. Wow, Thursdays. You're going up against uh. You all would have been going up mid SmackDown uh, <laughs> in the yeah. OG uh, in the OG spot. Yeah, check it out. So help me, Todd. Uh, I'm pumped for it. And uh, Skyler, we'll, we'll hang out, everybody, and uh, we'll do Patreon after Fighter Fest, Tula. Right? Okay. Do an episode. We'll record an episode. Yeah. For shizzle. And uh, everybody, WB together. Hey, everybody. Together. Keep watching wrestling. Kisses. You my ass. Cheers up. Eat my Bye. Ass. Bye. Bye, Skyler. Do it. Do it. Bye. <laughs>